Hey y'all, it's Abby. Welcome back to the Abide Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about boldness, and I really felt like I needed to talk about this because in my personal Bible study time, I've been reading through Acts, and in Acts 4, it really stuck out to me. It was talking about a lot about boldness and how the disciples were bold for the Lord. And then on Sunday, one of our elders was preaching, and he preached about boldness. And so I feel like the Lord was really telling me, like, hey, Abby, like, you need to work on being bold. And so just I thought I would share um, how I was diving deep into what it means to be bold and how we can be bold for the Lord. And so I thought I would share that with y'all. Um, I'm going to pray and then we'll get started. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day and everything you've done for me. I pray and thank you for sending your son so that we may have new life in you, God. Uh, I pray that you will, your Holy Spirit will work in me and just say what you want me to say. Thank you for helping me to learn about this topic. I pray that as we're going back to school, as I'm going back to school, you'll help me and everyone listening to be bold for you, God, just to not be ashamed of what the world thinks and to only be focused on what you think, God. And you're in my pray. Amen. Okay, to start off, we're going to talk about what is boldness because I was thinking about, I knew that boldness was like, being like I think of boldness I think of like bold letters like big bold letters so like being really big and like not being scared like I think of those letters as not being scared and they say what they say and they're not scared of it um so and then the defining God um website says true boldness is centered in Christ and given by the Holy Spirit it requires humility and realizing we cannot do it on our own so that comes um, in Romans 12, verse 3. It says, um, For by grace, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So that's um, one place that we see um, boldness being talked about. Um the other one is in 1 Peter 5, verse 6. It says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time he may exalt you. So really, to in order to be bold, we need to be able to humble ourselves and realize, like, we can't be bold about ourselves. Like, it says in Galatians six fourteen, May I never boast except for in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. So we shouldn't be bold like for ourselves. We need to be bold for Christ because we were crucified with Christ and now Christ lives in us. And so we shouldn't boast in anything except for the cross and talking about what he's done for our lives. So just as I've been really thinking about at school, I'm kind of really shy and I don't really talk a lot at school, but I I don't need to boast about anything I do, like powerlifting or basketball. I don't need to say like, oh, guess what I did? I need to be talking about what the Lord has done for me and how the cross saved my life. Like, that's so crazy to think about how, like, the cross changed me from the inside out. And so that's the only thing I should be boasting in. Um, because in Christ, we are a new creation. Um... It says, for neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, 
excision, but a new creation. So that's really talking about how the law, like the only thing that counts is if we're a new creation in Christ. And that's what we need to boast about. And so that's um, what it means to be bold, just centered in Christ. It's given to us by the Holy Spirit. We can't get it by ourselves. Um, So like being bold for Christ, you can't do on your own and realizing that you need the Lord to give you boldness. And um, that's such a beautiful thing. And just realizing we are, we need to be humble and realize that none of this we would have unless it was for the cross of Jesus, which is so cool. So now I'm going to talk about um, why we need to be bold. Like, why can't we just go about our lives living, like living how we used to live, like living timidly and not sharing God's word? Um, I'm going to start off in Ephesians 3, verse 11. It says, this was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. So he's talking about the gospel and how the mystery of the gospel is um, like, so the eternal purpose of the Lord is why we need to be bold because we have boldness in him and we have access to him. So why wouldn't you share? Like if Christ, Christ, like I know for me, Christ has changed my life in ways I can never even think of. And so why wouldn't I share that? Like that's going to lead people closer to him more than if I am quiet and if I am shy about it. Um, however, he doesn't say that boldness is going to be necessarily easy in verse 14 he says for this reason i bow my knees before the father and in verse 16 it says that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that christ may dwell in your inner heart through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love so we can pray and ask god to be strengthened so that we can be bold like me i've been really shy at school like that's how I've always been. I've always been really shy at school. So I need to pray, and I've been praying um, to ask God to strengthen me so that I'm able to be bold and that I don't worry about what the world thinks. Um, and that's what it says in Philippians 1 verse 12. It says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ and much of the brothers having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment are imprisonment are much more bold to speak about the world with word with fear so this is Paul um talking about in his letters to the Philippians whenever he was in jail for proclaiming the gospel so Paul realized like by by proclaiming God's word, he was in prison. And that is really powerful because like that would be so much more powerful than if he just like didn't proclaim the gospel. It's like, no, I don't want to be in prison. Um, but he did. And that shows God's glory working through Paul. And he says that him being in prison for the Lord, it affected other Christians and allowed them to be more bold because they realized that it was not necessarily 
convenient that Paul was in prison, but he did it for the Lord. Like, even though that was such, like, that was probably a really hard thing, but he still had the Lord. And um, I was just, like, just thinking about um, being bold. Like, if I'm bold, I can influence other people to be bold. And then Christ's name is just being shared everywhere. Um, <laughs> in First Thessalonians 2, verse 4, it says, Just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. So, that's more talking about, um, it says we were entrusted for the gospel, and we speak not to please man, but to please God, because God knows our hearts. The world doesn't know our hearts. We don't know the world's heart. We don't know other people's hearts, but God knows our heart, and that's what matters. So, we need to be working and constantly trying to please the Lord, um, with our heart and our actions and what we're doing. So now, um, I'm going to be really diving into examples of boldness in the Bible and what we can get from those examples. Um, we're going to start off in Acts 4, and um, that that's really what got me into this whole boldness thing, just reading this. Um, we're going to start in verse 23, Acts 4, verse 23. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of Father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit. And then skipping down a few verses to verse um, 27, it says, For truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus. Um whom anointed you, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants and continue to speak your word with boldness. When you stretch out your hand to heal and the signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God in boldness. So this place that um, Peter and John are in is just um, is just it's like it's almost like school for us. Like it's a place where there's Gentiles, there's non non believers, and they prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, give me boldness for your name so that I can lead you to others. And literally after I read that, I just prayed that prayer. And so God filled them with the Holy Spirit. And then they continued to speak in boldness. And so this is where we see how if we ask for boldness, um, God will give it to us. In Daniel 3 verse 10, um, we see the story of... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think this is a really good story. Daniel is filled with stories of um, just people being bold for the Lord. Um, we're going to start in verse 10. And um, this is the Chaldeans coming to King Nebuchadnezzar and saying, O king, live forever. You have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bapkite, bagpipe and every type of music shall fall down and worship the golden image and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning fiery furnace there are certain jews whom have 
have whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. They brought these men before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? This is the part that really shows boldness. It says, Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, dragon, harp, bagpipe, and every type of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace, that he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But not, be it, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or the golden image you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and he ordered the furnace be heated seven times in a row. And we know the rest of the story. But just the fact, like, even whenever... The king was asking them. He asked them again. Like the Chaldeans told them, told the king that they weren't doing it. And it's really easy to be to once we are asked about it. Like, hey, do you worship Christ? And if you know you're going to be punished for it, you can so easily say no. But just the boldness that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego showed, and not worshiping the worldly king and the worldly gods. And they did not act back down when they were asked about it at all, which is a really big example of boldness. Um, just three chapters later in Daniel chapter 6, it says, um, it's Daniel in the lion's den. Um, the high officials in the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. But they could find no error or complaint or any fault because he was faithful. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the laws of his God. Then they went to the king and they were like, oh, King Darius, live forever. Um, and they said um, that whoever makes the petition to any God or man for 30 days, except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed in according to the law of Medes and the Persians, which it cannot be revoked. So King Daniel signed it, and Daniel knew that the document had been signed, and he went to his house where the windows in his upper chamber opened towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he had done previously. So he didn't change anything that he was doing after the law was made. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Then they came near and said to the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes a petition to any God or any man within 30 days except for you will be cast into the den of lions? And the king said, This stands fast according to the law, which cannot be revoked. Then they said, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you. Um, he prays to his God three times a day. And the king was distressed. And the men came now. 
your law cannot be changed. And the king loved Daniel. And the king said to Daniel, may your God, whom you continually serve, deliver you. And so he went into the lion's den. And um, then even still while he was in the lion's den, he said, my God sent his angels and shut the lion's mouth and that they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him. And also you, O king, I have done no harm. And then he says later in verse 26, um, this is the king talking. I made a good, I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from power of the lions. So Daniel's boldness, like once the law was passed. Daniel kept living for the Lord. He kept praying. He kept, and he knew that he was going to end up in the lion's den. Like, he knew this was wrong, but his boldness impacted the king. And King Darius then proclaimed God as the living God, and that his kingdom shall never be destroyed, and nothing that he could do would change that. And so that's another example of how whenever we as Christians are bold, We impact other people to be bold. Okay, now we're going to talk about ways we can be bold and what is holding us back from being bold and really what is holding me back from being bold. So ways we can be bold, obviously, is just talking about God in tough situations. Like at school, we can be like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus and what he's done for my life. Um, And I think that's really hard. Like, in the Bible, um, it doesn't say it's going to be easy, but um, uh, we can do it through the Lord. In um, first or in Second Timothy, chapter one, verse seven, it says, "For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control." So God gave us a spirit of power, and the fear of what others think, I think, is the main thing that really holds us back from what others, from being bold. So if we're too worried about, oh, this person is going to think that I'm weird for doing this and I don't want to be seen as weird at my school and like only weird people proclaim Jesus at my school. So I'm not going to be like that. But God gave us a spirit of power, not of fear. So we shouldn't be scared about what other people think. We also don't need to be worried about if other people are gonna do it too. Because we don't need to be looking to other people to see what they're doing if they're being bold. We just need to be bold on our own for Christ because that will matter more than what if we do something just because someone else does it. Like waiting for someone else to share the gospel first. Oh, then I'll share the gospel. No, we need to do it first because of what God has done for us and that is such a great thing and we need to be sharing that with everyone else around us. That's the end of today's episode. Um, I'm really grateful to be able to share this and just walk through this um, almost as like an accountability that I could continue to be bold and just remembering that if we ask God for boldness, he can strengthen us and he will strengthen us. So I'm going to pray and then I'll be done for this episode. Dear Lord, um, I praise your glorious name. You have done so much in my life. And 
just help me as I'm going back to school. And whoever's listening, if they may struggle with this, to be bold for your name, God. Strengthen us and allow us to share your name because you have done such great things in my life and in other people's lives. I thank you for being so gracious and just being able to love me even though I sin all so much. No matter what I do, you still love me, God. Um, I pray you will keep me safe this week and everyone who is listening safe. Um, thank you for loving me the way you do. And you know my pray. Amen. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Um, remember how loved you are in Christ. And I'll see you later. Bye.